This time we're actually gonna try. We're gonna try. We're actually gonna try this time. We're gonna try this season, and that's why you should try to stick around. Darren, welcome to the DW Co Show. Yeah. Hey, I know you're pretty excited about this one. This uh, this is the episode for all you deadheads out there. Yeah, how could you tell? Yeah, I was well, excited. I noticed you're wearing your Grateful Dead shirt too. Uh -huh. Yeah. Wait, wait, two Grateful Dead shirts. I, I, I mean, it's pretty exciting. Are right? you, do you? Would you call yourself a fan? I don't know what to I, say at this point. I'm not even a huge. Uh, I've never been to a Dead show or anything like that. I like some of their music, but they're my favorite brand. They're my favorite rock and roll brand. I mean, how could they not be? <laughs> <laughs> You got another shirt. We're here. We're here to have the DW Co Show. We're here to talk about admissions with our friend W. Kent B Barnes. Almost calling. He is. Do you want to call him Kent Brands? Kent right? Brands every time because he's <laughs> the brand guy. But W. Kent Barnes is our guest on uh, the Deadhead's Guide to Enrollment Marketing today yeah. here on episode forty-two of the DW Co Show. But I noticed you really wanted to to show off with your nice T-shirt. Yeah, I, I am. I'm excited. And actually, I heard that Shelly is going to share some of her. Uh, trail very deadhead like some trailer adventures as well. Yep, yep. Uh, so I mean, like this is a good deadhead, and then we're gonna debate almonds versus the dead. Yep, and you've got a special uh, insight for us there. So I'm excited for this episode. It's gonna be really fun. But uh, before we get to that DW conversation, let's hear from Shelly real quick. Well, I'll share with you my current project, which is drawing um, my trailer. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, so you bought this like tear? Is it a teardrop trailer? Is that what you would call it? Yeah, kind of. It's like yeah. definitely that shape, um, and it yeah. like has a little hatch, the hatchback that opens yeah. up. To um, um, oh, yeah, wow. and I've like that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, so that was that was like an emotional purchase, like after my dad passed away. Um, yeah. And then like I've used it this year to travel quite a bit in it, and I think I've been to five different national parks this year yeah. um with that so yeah so i was working on drawing that trailer but then also incorporating juniper and nugget my cat and dog Ooh. on the inside yeah. um so like a little bit of a spoiler that's going to be the christmas gift for my family this year is i'm going to yeah. illustrate this yeah into a christmas ornament um, and then, yeah, like put it in the Christmas card and give it to my family. So that's that's currently like the sketch thing that I'm drawing yeah, right now. It's been so, <laughs> this is so cool. This is very, this is very cool. Derek, uh, you as well as anyone know how much I love the Grateful Dead. You have become uh, an unintentional deadhead. I feel like hanging out in the office. Yeah, through you. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so I've actually brought someone that um, has taken all that deadhead knowledge and used it for good <laughs> and, and, and put it to work. So I'm happy to introduce someone I think you're going to get a real kick out of, someone that I've enjoyed getting to know and, and learning from, and, and that's Kent Barnes. Uh, Kent, uh, thank you so much for joining us. We're really uh, glad to have you. Uh, thanks for coming on DWCO show. Well, I'm, I'm delighted to be with you and look forward to the conversation and, and anybody who I can introduce the Grateful Dead to or, <laughs> or, or give meaning and purpose uh, to the Grateful Dead. I'm, I'm uh, excited to be able to do that. Well, let's kick it off. So, uh, so that, that, that's a great place to start. So tell us a little bit first about what you do and what your institution is, and then let's cap it off with how'd you get into the dead? 
<laughs> okay. All right. Well, I'll be happy to do that. So, so my role right now is that of Executive Vice President for External Relations at Augustana College in Rock Island, Illinois. And in my role as uh, Executive VP for External Relations, I supervise admissions and financial aid and communications and marketing, as well as the college advancement function. So I, I have this uh, really interesting role where I work with students who are 16 and 17 year olds and then work with donors who uh, hit you know the 100 year mark uh, and uh, do that all in an environment that I really value and cherish. And that is uh, the liberal arts college environment. So, so that's what I do. Yeah. Um, your, your other question was, well, when did I get into the, the Grateful Dead? Um, well, it was during college. Uh, sure. I was a, a, a guy who um, really was like so many. I mean, I, I, I entered college in the fall of 1988 and graduated from Gettysburg College in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania in uh, 1992. My only exposure to the Grateful Dead before college was that amazing MTV video uh, for Touch of Grey. I mean, that, that was all I knew of, of the Grateful Dead uh, until I got to college. And uh, it was a college where um, I really uh, grew in, in my appreciation for the Grateful Dead. And that's, that's maintained. If we walk down to my car right now, uh, satellite radio would be uh, uh, on the Grateful Dead channel. <laughs> you know, and one of the things that we've talked about is um, tying these sort of Grateful Dead discussions to the, the work of, of enrollment management. The thing I've been thinking about is the action, making it work, you know, and, and be successful. And um, one of the things that I think that we first kind of jumped into when you and I were talking was these different eras are changing with the times. And it's something that we sort of, you know, you could probably talk about this in a lot of detail, but something we have to do uh, in these roles. Yeah, I think that this is one of the things that I appreciate most about the, the Grateful Dead um, is their agility um, and yeah. their nimbleness over the course of, of 50 years, really. And, and I think that there is a direct comparison to uh, enrollment management. I mean, if I were doing the same things uh, that, that, that I was doing in the early 1990s when I, when I entered this profession, um, I, I wouldn't be successful. Uh, you have to, to constantly be scanning uh, the environment, adapting, um, being prepared to break whatever plan you had in place and adjust to the environment, the moment, the circumstance. And I think that the most successful um, uh, enrollment managers uh, are, are people who can, can play in that, that space of, of ambiguity um, or, yeah. uh, or, or respond to that, that moment where you maybe get an invitation to insert yourself uh, into the, the conversation or into the mix. Um, in, in some respects, my, my, my career has, has been like that. You know, you know the, the areas that I supervise have all been about those moments where um, I, I've responded. I, I've, I've responded to, uh, to right. something that's been invited. And, and I think that that's, that there's a really direct comparison to what happens in enrollment management professionally. Yeah. And I almost think the $5, you know, kind of business school word, word would be like adaptive leadership, you know, that ability to kind of seize up, size up different situations and to not use a one size fits all approach. You know, um, that's a, that's a way to, to keep going successfully, you know, and to move forward. 
Yeah, I, I think exactly right. And, and, you know, one of the things about the, the Grateful Dead was their responsiveness to each other. Yeah. Um, for, for many people, and I, I sort of get a kick out of the classification and, and uh, satellite radio of, 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 of rock, um, you know, it really, in, in many respects, uh, the, the Grateful Dead followed in the, the tradition of the great jazz musicians uh, of the, 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 the 30s, 40s, and 50s, where, you know, there was call and response. Um, there was being attentive to what was happening. Um, some days you had it, some days you didn't. Um, and, and the dead always had somebody who could step in to avoid. And uh, I, I think that, that that's, that's part of what I've, I've tried to do. Um, and, and many of my counterparts have, have done the same thing. It's why you sort of see the evolution of, of the chief enrollment officer being the, the person who focused on admissions and financial aid, but then expanding into communications and marketing and sometimes athletics and sometimes career services. It, it's, it's just that, that adaptive leadership as you say, that nimbleness, that that agility, um, and and a level of comfort with ambiguity and, and an openness to to not absolutely being certain what comes next, but being prepared for it. Yeah, and I think you know to kind of uh, dive in with another question there. I think listening drives that right. And so as I'm listening to you, I'm also thinking one of the things Jerry was so great at with the Grateful Dead organization was listening and and, and putting the right people on the bus. You know, you think of even people like. Uh, their longtime PR uh, uh, person, Dennis McNally, uh, who had very uh, kind of revolutionary business practices and things like that. There's, it has to start with listening. Like if you don't listen, you can't, you can't do, you can't, you can't erect this model, so to speak, if you're not starting it with listening. You know, um, I was struck, uh, there's a 2017 documentary, Netflix documentary, Long Strange Trip, and, and uh, Phil Lesh is asked, the bass player, of course, is asked, what, what's, what's the magic formula? And uh, he, he responded, he said, you know, the, the reason we've been able to, to withstand the test of time is because we listen hard to each other. And I, I love that, that imagery of listening hard. And um, th- that, that's the whole key. I, I think that's the key. Uh, to being successful in student recruitment. Um, you've got to listen hard to prospective students and their parents. Um, it's it's a, a key to representing an institution accurately and authentically. You've got to listen to the stakeholders on, on campus. Um, there's that, that, that's an essential quality and characteristic. And, and I think that the, the, the Grateful Dead, the band, um, always modeled that. I, I'd also say, though, that they were really good at listening to their audience. You know, revolutionary in, in the idea of having the taping section, encouraging people to share tapes, um, not charging for any of that. That, that, was, that, was, that was active listening. That was deep listening to their customers, to their fans. Uh, it was also an absolutely brilliant marketing strategy to, to introduce more people to the band. Um, you know, how, how do we do that in, in enrollment management? You know, well, when we offer a, a current students a, a T-shirt to make a recommendation of three or four students from their high school who uh, we should contact uh, to, to introduce them to Augustana. It, it's sort of a similar thing. You know, use that resource you have, listen to them, um, believe in their judgment, uh, and then, then use that as a marketing technique. 
Yeah, you know, and I think that leads directly into the innovation, right? Like, so if you're listening to your audience and you're, you're really trying to understand what they need and you're getting serious about what a community means, right? We use that word a lot in higher ed, but a community takes active facilitation. It takes, you know, effort in that space. But if you do those things, it seems to me that oftentimes it does lead directly to innovation. For instance, you know, a lot of Grateful Dead fans were really early web pioneers. Um, and as a result, the dead is, uh, you know, this band that has been all over the web since day one, right? Likewise, I think the more that we listen to students and more that they bring in ideas, ways to reach them, ways to reach their friends that maybe we wouldn't have uh, found in the boardroom or even, you know, reading tweets and blogs, you know? Yeah, I, I think you're, you're, you're right on um, relative to that and listening to your audience, listening to your customer, understanding what, what makes them tick. Uh, that that's that's the key for all of us to be successful and and i, I think that the, the grateful debt was was just and and i think continues to be with yeah. debt and company that they're yeah. they're exceptional um in in that particular area um they they always did it uh, in in large part particularly in the early days with where they played um, I mean, they were, were responsive. They, they knew where to go to, to uh, make sure that they were playing to their audience, um, but they were also uh, comfortable being pioneering and, and taking some risks. You know, one of the things I, I love about a comparison with the Grateful Dead, you know, they were the, the originators of using demonstrated interest, uh, which of course is an enrollment management term, right, right. but they, they were the originators of, of, of demonstrated interest. I mean, the, the way that they did ticketing yeah. Uh, I mean, that was that was the original. Hey, we're going to give tickets to those people who engage with us, those people who, are, who demonstrate their interests, those people who are going to write to us, and and their whole model of of directly selling to the fan rather than through a third party, a revolutionary, uh, and and really bold, and and I would say that that innovative in many many respects, many ways. Yeah, you know, I think it is, and I think that that demonstrated interest is a key point, right? Like. The, the dead was very good about sort of opening up their tent to whoever wanted to come in and, um, and then creating a space where people could stay if they wanted. And, uh, you know, that's a lot of what we see in higher ed, right? People, the relationship, the connection with that brand, it's much more than a transactional relationship, a fun show, right? And the way that the dead community uh, connects with its fans compared to, you know, the Black Keys, I'm just make, kind of make up a band, right? Um, is very different. It's it's much more of a something that people have a strong correlation with. It like sticks in that like sticks to them. This is part of who I am. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the the, the fairly well tour was was a, a, an amazing um, manifestation of that. When you want to talk about a diverse audience. Um, I, I streamed a couple of those shows in my home. I wasn't fortunate enough to go to, to one of the shows live, but to see the diverse audience who, who attended those shows, it, it was really stunning. I mean, you know, there, there's an image of, of, of who a deadhead is um, and uh, probably a guy who's sitting here in a bow tie uh, in an office. Uh, <laughs> probably not that that image, but it, it, it's it's my favorite band. Yeah. And uh, you know, I, I probably wouldn't, although I have a, a tie dye from my my very last <laughs> show, which was at RFK and in in ninety four uh, ninety three. Um, I, I have that that shirt, but if I would have gone to Fairly Well or I went to Dead and Company, I probably wouldn't wear that. I probably right. wouldn't wear a polo shirt. I'd feel completely comfortable. <laughs> because much like higher ed needs to do today 
the, the Grateful Dead were, were comfortable embracing a diverse audience. There was no single type of deadhead um, that, that, that appreciated the band. It was, it was a diverse audience, and I think it continues to be a diverse audience today, maybe even becoming more diverse. Yeah, I got to speak to the brand, you know, it's important too, but know how to know how to be able to be diverse and inclusive to new students and, and, and provide diverse and inclusive programs and all the opportunities that are out there for anyone, but also keeping that stability and that consistent brand that you're talking about. So, Yeah, absolutely. You know, this is a a really neat connection to enrollment management, right? Uh, Predictive modeling is oftentimes uh, suggested to be the the end all be all uh, to success. Well, if if we looked at predictive models uh, that we had in the early 2000s, um, when our uh, prospective student pool was not as diverse as it, as it, as it is today, gosh, we'd all be going out of business, but we right. adapted and, and we welcomed and we decided that we, we, we knew that we needed to be more inclusive. And, and that's, that's the moment I think that we have right now is to, to, to think about how, how do we attract the broadest possible audience? Um, uh, how do we inspire them in the same way that I think the Grateful Dead's music has inspired generations? Yeah, absolutely. And I think the dead kept going too. They were going somewhere, you know, and I think we're, we're on a, we're on a journey too in education and a long, strange trip for sure. But uh, Ken, thank you so much for joining the DW Co Show. This has been a great interview. My last request is off camera, you shared us a, a painted bow tie that, yeah. <laughs> you know, right, right here. This is in my office. So with the, the, the steal your face, I, I didn't wear uh, it today, but I have one just like this. My, my daughter, uh, Sophie uh, painted this for me because the whole family knows that I, I, I love the dead. And uh, so this, this hangs in my office. So. <laughs> Thank I, you I so much. It, I, I hope it, it proves my, my, my cred here as a, as a dead, uh, as a dead fan. Those bona fides count on the DW code show. <laughs> Another great DW conversation with our friend, Kent. Learned a lot about the Grateful Dead there. Um, and oh. a little bit more about higher ed, too. It was good. Yeah, you know, um, you were kind of saying when you're editing that, that was one of your favorite conversations of the season so far. I think while editing, I stayed the most engaged through it, which when you see an interview 15 <laughs> times while editing, sometimes it can be a little tough to stay engaged. But, but as we're moving into on-brand, off-brand, uh-huh. and in the spirit of keeping the music alive. I thought that we would have to keep it a little Duval. I know we're talking about the Grateful Dead, but On Brand Off Brand is all about Duval. Right. And uh, when I moved here, I learned a little bit about the Grateful Dead through you and didn't really know much about them before, uh, which reminds me of another band that the same thing happened with, and that's the Allman Brothers. Right. The Mighty Almonds. Right. So uh, in the spirit of On Brand Off Brand, I thought that we could do a little verses, a little Grateful Dead versus... The Allman Brothers. Well, I think we have to set up why the Allman Brothers w- would be a part of this, which is to say that the Allman Brothers started as a band, as an entity here in Jacksonville on the west side of Jacksonville. So you, we, we got, we've talked a fair bit about Grateful Dead, but the question is, how do our uh, local or at least semi-local boys uh, stack up? And back in the day, uh, you know, there used to be a lot of competition between Grateful Dead and the Allman Brothers. Because they were both the jam bands, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think what are, what are we trying to aim for here? I know there's kind of a comparison versus. Are we trying to find out who is more Duval, um, or are we trying to find out who's the better band? No. I, well, listen. I think that I think that we we do brand mm-hmm. right. So I think that we've got to kind of look at uh, 
I think the overall brand has to be one parameter. I think yeah. the music has to be another. Yep. What else you got? Hmm. The delivery, the the marketing approach, maybe. That's true because in the interview, we uh, talk a lot about Grateful Dead's marketing. Yeah. I'll say one. Okay. Personally, I think I like the Allman Brothers a little bit more. I think their style of music a little more in line with um, my style. Yeah. Also, I've been to Macon, Georgia. Yeah. To the Allman Brothers house. The big house. The I forgot. The big house. That's right. And sent so, Derek um, to the big house. So I, little, I know quite a bit more about the Allman Brothers than I do the Grateful Dead. But, I, you know, I'd say based on what I saw there, the guitars, the, the merch, the signatures, the old jack, all the stuff. Um, you know, I thought that they kind of, I, I like their brand a lot because it was, um, it was cool. It was uh, a little bit reckless, but kind of classic. Too. Yeah. Kind of, you got kind of jacked on that. Yeah. That kind of speaks to your, uh, your sort of energy. So right. to speak. you know, I go with that too. I, I prefer the, the music of the Almond Brothers. I think the Grateful Dead as a, uh, musical entity is somewhat lacking. Uh, the drummers are not. Good. I don't know how to and say that. What's the They're drummer bad. for the Allman Brothers? Well, there's two. There's Jane right. and then there's um, uh, uh, Butch Trucks, who lived over here yep. on the west side as well. So I'm wondering, yeah. So, I mean, I guess that what we're sort of saying is that Allman Brothers are going <laughs> to, yeah. they're going to take the music round mm -hmm. pretty heartily. Yeah. But as you talk about brand, I, yeah. that, one, that one probably, you know, you're probably a, in a little bit more in the weeds of those two. And I know we talked a lot about Grateful Dead's brand through right. with Kent and he talked a lot about how well they did that and how uniquely they did that too. They did it their way uh, and a lot differently from uh, how many of the other bands of the time were doing their, uh, their brand building and their um, audience building and things like that. Well, you know, Derek, I got really interested before we came here. The Grateful Dead to me is much more interesting as a band or a business than as a band, uh, or a brand or a business than a band. Mm -hmm. and, and I think a big part of that, and I got very interested in them because of the weird t-shirts and just the designs. I, I just like the visual element of them was cool to me. Mm -hmm. But then I got into sort of how San Francisco sold the Grateful Dead. I mean, you take a tour and go through the Haight-Ashbury and all this stuff. Yeah. So I think that, you know, uh, both the Allman Brothers, uh, their parent, their mothers ran bars. Did mm, you know that? They know. were both real capitalists in a cool. lot of ways. Yeah. Hmm. So I don't know. I'm with you. I think that on every, it's really interesting how cities sort of start to make money on these brands. Austin yeah. did this with Willie Nelson. So I think that... Um, I think that the Grateful Dead uh, take that. Yeah. And then what's our last, Corey? Kind of marketing execution, these yeah. ideas. Well, shoot. I, yeah, I think we proved that Grateful Dead probably does that a little bit better. Um, yeah. You'd say, right? Yeah, I think so. I what think about present day? Still. Who's I mean, dead, stronger? not even close. Yeah. Dead and Company is okay. massive. And they're still touring a little, or maybe were back a right. few years ago with uh, John Mayer and whatnot, right? Right. So... I mean, and you know, so what does that tell us? That says, you know, in the verses, two out of three, mm -hmm. um, uh, brand and business over uh, Grateful Dead over music. But I think the winner is still the Allman Brothers because the music's better. <laughs> yeah. Who are you going to jam out to more? Brand doesn't matter at this point. It's like, who do I enjoy riding in the car with? That's uh, the Allman Brothers.
Derek, a great show as always. Thanks for being a part of it with me. And uh, final final thoughts, sir. Uh, yeah, you know, final thoughts. I'd say, um, you know, in the spirit of I'm really riffing here too. Um, sure. You, and, when, when were you not? That's right. Um, but in the spirit of music and the spirit of bands, I'd say that, uh, you know, <laughs> your band is your brand. Your brand is your band. Is your brand a band or your band a brand? Right, yeah. I noticed that you're really going for simple rhymes lately. Yeah, alliteration. Yeah, or maybe like, know your local history. What about that one? Yeah. <laughs> Have you, know your local band brands. Ooh, I like that. We got a museum coming soon. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, remember to follow us at D White and Co. and to keep up with DW Co. Show. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Real Darren White. Derek, uh, where can they find you? You can find me at uh, Derek underscore Reeves underscore on Twitter. And uh, just go ahead and email me at Derek at dwhiteandco.com. I will respond in minutes, maybe. Thanks for listening to DW Co. Show. Show.